Okay, you're listening to the Choke Artist Podcast. Uh, I have a very special guest today, a very old friend of mine. Before we start, I want to tell you to subscribe. I'm going to make a point to tell you every time because who knows when I'll do this again. Also, I put up a compilation CD um, on Wednesday. Oh, no, on Tuesday. It's called Your Breath Stinks Volume 4. It's got a bunch of cool bands on it. If you download money on Bandcamp, uh, money goes to the Best Friends Animal Society. That's right, Ernie Trent. Okay. You, you heard okay. it here first. It's like an animal welfare organization. Cool. They, cool. Uh, Where are they based out of? I think like New York. Okay. And cool. they work on like rehoming animals. Cool. And like you know, giving back in shelters and stuff. So nice. We yeah. have we have two cats that were both adopted, and we adopted an outside cat, right now who we bought like a heated house for him, and it's crazy. A heated it's house crazy. outside or inside? Oh, it's outside. But he lives better than I do, so <laughs> he's he's got some good stuff going. But, yeah. yeah. Nice. That's yeah, pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. Ernie Trent is my guest. Uh, me and Ernie played in a band together for, I think, like five years. Long time. A yeah. long time. Marlonisha. Yeah. Yeah. You were the first real person that sang for us. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, those are cool days. It was some creepy old guy, myself, saying like, hey, I think I want to play music with a bunch of eight-year-olds. So <laughs> that's kind of how that all worked. Yeah. Because we were, I was 14 and you were 19 probably. Um, yeah, which in retrospect, like you were still super young too, but we thought it was like, man, he's like a real adult. This is crazy. Yeah. And I'm still not, but like, <laughs> I remember cause it was like shortly after, um, I was in the dead season anymore. We had mutual friends cause I didn't know you guys at all. Yeah. And I had mutual friends like on AOL instant messenger, like, Hey, you guys need, you need to check out Marlonisha. I'm like, who or what is that? Like, I'm picturing some like really scary woman with an afro, and they're like, <laughs> they're like, no, no, no. It's actually like children that play music, and I'm like, oh, all right, that sounds cool. And like, I didn't really think anything of it, and I don't even. It was probably what like pure volume or yeah, something. It, that was the heyday of pure volume. Yeah, and someone like sent me the link, and I'm like, oh, so busy, but I guess I'll figure this out. And then I clicked it and I was like, hey, these guys are really good. Like, it was just like a genuine, like, I want to, I want to keep playing music. And they, they meaning you, obviously, I was like, these guys are like really good. Like, oh yeah, no, they're looking for a singer. And I'm like, I'm interested, you know, like even just to get together and like hang out and then jam and see if anything came from it. Cause I, I had done that before with other bands and like, it was just kind of like, hey, that was cool see you later and yeah. then you know it was like a, well with metalcore which i guess is what the genre would be melodic hardcore yeah. post-hardcore you never know what you're gonna get dude yeah. it could just be a guy playing metallica riffs yeah and like a yeah, real which, shitty drummer which could be a lot of fun yeah you know like if it's just like hey let's get together and do whatever like even if you don't know 
the words to walk by Pantera, you could still have fun with it. Yeah, you know, totally. like you could be like, ah, hey, you know what? Like, this is fun, whatever. And it was just like, oh, cool. Like, I remember I showed up and like Matt had like the he had like the faux hawk. And like, I was like, all right, like, whatever. We'll see what comes of this. And I don't even who knows what I was, was probably wearing a Zayo shirt or something like that. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, cool. Like, let's get together and jam. And I remember it was at Matt's parents' house. Yeah. And we wrote Yellow Ribbon like that day. Yeah. And it wasn't like, obviously it wasn't like perfectly done or whatever the case was. But like, I remember it was like, it wasn't as much of like, hey, let's jam because you guys have already been playing together. Sure. It wasn't like you guys were feeling each other out at all. You guys were like, hey, let's do this. Let's do that. And you already had like your cues while you were all playing. So it was kind of me just trying to fit in there. And I felt like I had something to prove too. you know, like things when things ended with like the dead season, I was kind of like, hey, I know I could keep doing this. I was pretty confident in what I did. Yeah. And I, you know, and I wasn't, I wasn't good. In hindsight, I'm like, why did you have confidence? But I was like, hey, I want to keep doing this. I want to, I have something to prove. I think you were good at it. And you were hip to music and like open. And also you were like, you were, (laughs) you're a good front person because you always put yourself out there. Like when we were playing shows and we were like 14 and just fucking around, you were like actually like networking and talking to people. You were the face of the band. You literally drove us because none of us could drive. <laughs> yeah, no, that I mean, I guess that's the one uh, one thing that I really tried to bring because I think I'm not the worst person. So I I think I could go into a room and kind of bullshit with people and find some common ground with people, whether we really had it or not. It was just kind of like, hey, that guy's different. That guy's in a band too. I want to talk to that guy and like pick his brain and see what I could get out of it. Even if it's just, Hey, got some good conversation, nothing else. Like I was trying to do that even from like my, I guess my earlier days in music when I was like 16, 17, I'm like trying to like rub elbows with whoever, because I knew I wasn't the best, but I wanted to see if I could pick up like an ounce from here an ounce from there. And like, maybe be better. Yeah. I don't know. That's awesome. That's like an awesome mindset to have too. Yeah. And I guess I carry that with other stuff, but like who cares? But, uh, (laughs) but like, no, it was really cool to like play with you guys and then see where it actually went from there. Cause I don't know, like, I guess in hindsight, I could say you guys were like excited about it, but like, I knew I was really excited after it. We totally were. Yeah, Yeah. Cause I remember I left there and I was like, Hey, that, that was really cool experience. These guys are good at what they do. Yeah. And like, like we keep joking about, which really isn't even a joke. Like you guys were totally younger, but you, you were so advanced musically compared to like a lot of the people I interacted with. And I'm not saying like the band I was with before wasn't good. Cause they were all awesome musicians, but they were older too. Yeah. So like, I'm going into where you guys are like, 16 years old or 15 or whatever 15 15 14 and it was like holy shit these guys are really good at what they do we played a lot that's why we just fucking jammed a lot yeah but there was also like a different um a different style that you guys did where it wasn't like hey let's go write the best 4-4 stuff we can it's like okay cool yeah let's do this then chord progression here and then this or that like you guys are I mean this in the most 
the most uh, enduring way, or no, that's not the enduring. Word. Yeah, endearing. Yeah, yeah, I'm not that smart, but like the most endearing way, where you guys are really, really weird, and I think that that is a big difference in music. I don't think I'm breaking any ground by saying that, but like, if you're just writing the same boring stuff over and over again, yeah, that that's fine, but that wasn't stimulating to me. Sure. You know, like I went in there and you guys are like, hey, let's do this. Let's do that. And I'm like, wait, what is this? Because, there, you know, at the time, there, at least what I was exposed to, there weren't a lot of bands that were doing things like that. So for me, I was like, hey, I'm really fascinated by these guys. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. And let's see if we could make anything more of it. And if not, then so be it. Like I said, it was all about like the experience of doing it. But at the same time, I was like hey, I think I really tapped into something with these guys. Hell yeah. Like, I lucked into something really good. Well, Let's I, see where this where this goes from there. I don't know if you lucked, because we all looked up to you guys. You guys were, like, the cool kid. <laughs> I remember I met Sri at, like, a party at, like, Justin Link was having, and I, I, I knew the Dead Season had just played Hellfest. Yeah. And, like, Alex was always like, yeah, check this band out. And I would always listen on pure volume. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Dude, like I grew up, uh, you know, that was like a big song. Yeah. Like that album was like really important for us. So when when someone when Gabe told us like, yeah, the singer of the Dead Season, we we're like, oh shit, awesome, that band's <laughs> fucking rad. Like, uh, despite us being kids, like you know, it was like really cool to like for that to happen. And then you we played it, it was awesome, and we yeah. made really cool shit too. Yeah, and and I had fun just like hanging out with you guys that day because that was like such a huge thing. Because like you know, not even just in music, but like life. If you're around people that are just like boring as shit and don't don't inspire you with anything or whatever like that only goes so far sure you know what i mean so like i think like the dynamic of like here's joe like the kind of shy goofy kid and like here's gabe who's like goofing around and like super talented like sings like a little angel you know what i mean (laughs) and you're like wait a second that guy's huge like this guy's a big scary guy and like had like this sensitive side and like same thing with matt and he wrote these really complex things and then again it sounds like a broken record but the same thing with alex where alex was writing cool stuff and he was super chill so i'm like hey i'm i'm lucky to be in a room with these four guys in general just from a standpoint of like these are four cool dudes and hey they write really good music let's see what comes of it and you know obviously some cool stuff came out of yeah. it. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I would say we were pretty accomplished for our age and yeah. our mindset. Yeah, yeah. I think if we made some better decisions, we'd be in a better spot. Yeah. But I, I think that a lot of what we did, the decisions were because we were Marlonisha. Yeah. You know what I That's mean? True. Like, I, I think, I think that dynamic wouldn't have been the same if we made better decisions as adults. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think part of like, what kept us going and well, it didn't keep us going for a super long period of time, but like what kept us going through a lot of that is like, we were goofing around where we you're going over your house and like swimming in your pool and doing stuff and like playing pool and doing dumb stuff where it's like, all right. Like if we were like, guys get downstairs right now, it's practice. Like, yeah, I think that four out of five of us would have been like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like, I, I, and I think that was part of the great dynamic, which made the band keep moving forward. So like, yeah, we could say like, yeah, if we took it more seriously and all 
chipped in and bought a van and trailer and, you know, went through a booking agency or were more aggressive with X, Y, or Z. But like that, that's why I think we are as successful as we were not really successful, well, but just we like we were a strong local and like regionally in a few other spots, yeah. we were a, a draw. Yeah. Which and was I, cool. And like, I don't, I don't think it would have been like that if we took our to- took ourselves too seriously at the time. That's true. I never thought of it like that because yeah. I'm always like regretful, like oh, like who knows. But I, we were really young, even like you were like really young. But I remember yeah. like labels had hit us up, like um, yeah, Indianola Records. Yeah, yeah. No, th- there were definitely some cool opportunities for us, and I think a lot of us were. I mean, I could speak for myself where I was like not nervous about it, but I was like oh man like a touring band can i really do that you know like yeah. at the time it was like it seems so like i literally a, couldn't i remember yeah. talking to this uh that label that bella kiss was on at like sycamore yeah. dreams audio deprived audio deprived yeah, yeah. and you know i had like a day to remember in across live yeah, april's yeah, yeah. but like audio deprived yeah and i was talking to a guy online for a while and he was like well could you tour like in june i was like well yeah. we have like finals man we're in high school <laughs> yeah. he's like wait how old are you and i was like uh 16 and he just stopped talking yeah. to me and he yeah. started talking to like, matt rayner but like we were just like young we were yeah yeah no and and again like there were cool opportunities and i think we took advantage of a majority of them yeah you know what i mean like and the cool thing is we're like still to this day it's like i don't know 10 years later plus where i'm like hey we recorded this like i'm still gonna listen to it and that at this point it's almost like like third person like i almost feel like it isn't me like i'm just like oh what's this hip new band all right (laughs) let me put it on like wow these fellas slap you know (laughs) like like i don't it's like an out-of-body experience but it's it's cool like it's still really good music and like out of all the stuff i've recorded in the bands i've been in like that uh the one ep that we recorded at stained glass is like one of my favorite like pieces of music that i've recorded like those like what was it five songs I yeah think? like i love that five song ep is yeah. awesome yeah like, i agree yeah it's like this town is ours is like kind of cheesy but it was like cool cool for the time because yeah. that's what everybody was doing it was yeah. all like pile on stuff and like sing along two Melodic, step like techie yeah yeah kind of everything and we did it in our own way like it wasn't derivative really where it yeah. was like it didn't feel formulaic yeah. and it couldn't it, that wouldn't be us we didn't know how to do that yeah well but then when you go into like other songs on that same ep like the one hilariously titled Kobayashi is like one of my favorite songs ever <laughs> yeah, yeah like it's just like really weird like like I think that that would be like the epitome of a song where it's like, Hey, what kind of music did you play a hundred years ago, grandpa? And I'm like, Hey, listen to this. And like, they'll be like, what the fuck was that? Like, like they're going to like, I think it was really cool. And especially for its time, like maybe in a hundred years, I'll be like, Oh, that's no big deal because, but like, I think at the time, like it was like 2006 and it was like, I don't know, at least in my mind, the eight bands I listened to at the time, like no one was really doing that. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey, this is kind of cool. Like has a lot of like fun parts in it. And I don't know. It was just a, a cool record in general. Yeah. That song had a lot of heavy slow parts too. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like gradually slowed down. It got heavier. Yeah. But yeah. Cause a lot of that was writing like 
we would like go over your house or at least I was a little bit more disconnected from it because I didn't see you in school yeah. like the other guys but like come over and you'd you'd be there with like your shaggy hair and you're like you're like hey man listen to this breakdown I wrote it's in this weird time signature I'm like I don't even know what that means and then you like press play and then I listen to it I'm like wow that's cool okay and you're like don't worry man I thought of some vocal melodies for it and I'm like Woo! Because I'm too dumb to figure that out. Because I really was, and uh, I remember I would I would, t- I would tab it out. I would tab it out. Yeah. And be like, hey, try stuff like this or like whatever. Yeah, and I, I took probably 99 percent of it where I'm like, you know what, this kid's on to something. I think <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do that and throw some mediocre lyrics over it, and it'll be awesome. The intro for the EP, the breakdown for this town is ours. I wrote in history class in junior <laughs> year. Oh, didn't you like tap it on a book or something? I was like, like that? wrote it on my homework plan. And then I wrote it down. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. I remember in that same time you tabbed out Speech Impediment by August Burns Red and sent it to him, and they're like, LOL, that's like exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, like they were kind of like freaked out because this again was like 2005 before or, they were huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like way, way long time ago, and they and they were just kind of like it seemed like they were almost like freaked out. Like, okay. <laughs> so like, cool, how did cool, you man. figure that out? And yeah. It's pretty close. Yeah. yeah. Like, I used Tabit. I did a guitar pro. Yeah. yeah. Funny. And that was like at the time where we were like playing with them relatively often we too. Like we played with them a few times, three yeah. or four times. Right. Yeah. We played with them a few times down in, uh, Aston or like that area with like AJ and yeah. all those guys there. So do you still see AJ? Or, like, no. talk to him or anything? I see him on the internet. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the beautiful thing about the internet is I can still be a creepy only child and not really have to interact with people, but I know what's going on everyone's Well, you can still keep in touch. far away. Because, yeah. well, after you left Marlowe, you joined Grey Lines, which yeah. toured extensively. Yeah. Like, actually did the things that, like, I don't know if Marlowe ever aspired to do, but, like, at yeah. least I wanted to do at some point. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, it, was, it was cool. It was... That was like a whole weird thing too, because I remember I was friends with Mike, the guitarist of Greylands, and really the the main guy in Greylands. And we were friends because we used to play with we used to play with them relatively often. Yeah. And I remember um, they were looking for a singer who know and other band members and everything like that. And I remember I would like relatively often like talk to Mike on AOL Instant Messenger. And I remember, like, they posted something, whether it was on, like, MySpace or something, that, like, hey, we're going to be doing, like, vocal tryouts, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't know if this is really what I want to do. And then um, the more and more I talked to Mike about it, I was like, you know what? Like, because I don't know if I thought I was really ready to tour, as stupid as that sounds now, like, it was just kind of like, oh man, like they're looking to tour a lot. They tour pretty often. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see. And then like Mike and I were talking about it and he's like, well, you know, like if you want, I, I don't know why I remember this. I remember a lot of stupid stuff, but like not important things. Like I'm sure I won't know where I parked today, but like, (laughs) I remember like little details like this where I remember Mike was like, Hey, if you want to, if you want to audition, cause he had like the whole practice space and everything. And like sure. his parents' house, that was like soundproofed and everything. Like it was awesome. Awesome. Like rehearsal space there. Yeah. And he's like, um, 
if you want to try out it's on this day and it was like on my birthday and i was like oh do i tell this guy like i'm already gonna sound like i'm not into it if i'm like hey man it's my birthday like (laughs) sounds kind of lame as like an excuse to not show like what are you 10 years old like you're 13 it's a really big birthday like Get over it. You're an adult. Any birthday past, maybe 25 doesn't matter. Yeah. That's kind of a stretch. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, do I say something? And I'm like, no, I think I could do it. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's no big deal. So I went there and I thought it, I thought it went really well. And I didn't know Bruce, the drummer who was a drummer the whole time I was in Grey Lines. um, I didn't know him at all. He was in a band down from like South Jersey called... I want to say it was in harm's way if i'm not mistaken like they were a pretty good band like yeah listening to them and stuff like that and i remember as like mike was telling me about it leading up to it i'm like oh okay like he like constructed this group of musicians at this time even before you were in the band they had a lot of rotating members yeah yeah which a lot of bands did because especially when you were that much yeah, yeah and like especially when you're like teenagers or like right on the edge of being like you're like 20 years old it's like I'm not in your top eight. Forget it. We're, yeah. I'm not in the band anymore. That so stupid like drama. Yeah, yeah. So there's just like constant drama in general, and um, like when what like leading up to that, it was like, hey, you know, whatever. And I remember I went downstairs and like I still didn't even really know the lineup, and like DC was still in the band, <laughs> which was like I don't know why I was like shocked. Like, oh, hey man, you know, like <laughs> so DC's there, Mike's there, but it was like. It was fun, but at the same time, I was, like, kind of nervous walking into it. Because sure. it wasn't just like, hey, man, like, like it wasn't the Marlowe setup where it's like, hey, man, let's get Wendy's and hang out yeah. and, like, do whatever. Well, it like, was an audition, and it wasn't – yeah, I guess with us, it was more like a jam, like, let's see how it goes. Exactly. But they were, like, already pretty established. Even yeah, it was like, joined. hey, know these songs, and we're going to play these songs. Yeah. You know, so, like, that was a little different, but – at you know like going into it i was like hey maybe i do want to be in a more serious band maybe i want to be in a band that isn't like doing cannonballs in the pool maybe it's like hey i want to tour to california sure you know and i knew it was a a real possibility with them so i'm like you know what like i'm gonna do my best like i've never been good with um with like memorizing lyrics and stuff like that even like some of like my all-time favorite cds i've been listening to since like the 90s i still don't know the words to the songs which is like really weird but so like going into the audition i'm like even though i'm like looking at the lyrics constantly and everything like that like i really didn't know all the lyrics to these songs so i'm like oh god i'm really underprepared and like it wasn't because i wasn't trying i just like can't i'm too dumb well you didn't write it so it's different Yeah, yeah so like going into it i think it went really well and then everyone was like just slowly leaving it's like oh it's 10 o'clock whatever and people are leaving and then it was just uh just mike and i hanging out outside and just like hey man i think it went really well and then he was just like kind of discussing the direction of the band but he he made it pretty clear like hey man like you're not the singer now you know, like he didn't say that because like he was super cool that night. And, you know, for the whole time, I love Mike, but it's just like it wasn't like, cool, man, you got it. See you tomorrow. Like I left there going like, 
man, I hope I was good enough. Sure. You know, which was like a weird, a weird thing. Strange dynamics. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it was Mike's band in a lot of ways. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he put everything he could possibly put into that band. Yeah. Plus some. Yeah. Totally. And, uh, I remember a few days later it was like, Hey man, like I talked it over with the guys, like basically like you got it, you know, something along those lines. But it was like, Hey, we have a tour that's set up. Like I, I was trying to think about it today. Like, I don't know, just thinking while I was driving, like, I don't know for a fact if I played a show with gray lines before I toured with gray lines. Wow. Yeah. Like I'm like if I did it was like one or two shows like That's scary. I mean it was a super long time ago it was like 2006 I think somewhere in there so yeah. like I don't really remember sure but like I don't I honestly don't know if we played any shows before we toured That's risky because you don't really know everyone still yeah. like you don't know if everyone can hang and like yeah, yeah and it wasn't like a big tour like it was like a week like yeah. it wasn't even it wasn't anything crazy we actually went all the way down to Florida. Like it was like in a week. Yeah. Like I think it was even less than a week. Like we went to our first show was in North Carolina. Yeah. And then like we played a few shows down there and we played, we toured with or tour. I use like quotes cause it always cracks me up where it's like super mega long tour. And it's like a three day thing to Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, we toured with, um, your eyes, my dreams, which they were on Indianola. Okay. And then two of the guys from Your Eyes, My Dreams, when you fast forward, ended up being in Greylands later. Oh, that dude Mike I met, Yeah, right? Yeah, Mikey, who you met. Uh, we went to see his band Sunstroke yeah. a few weeks ago. That He was in Your Eyes, My Dreams, and then their guitarist, the guy Josh, later joined Greylands as yeah. like our second guitarist. But um, yeah, like it was, it was weird because like, God, I have so many stories about that tour that like I don't even want to get into because it doesn't sound good for people that were involved. But like long story short, unnamed person, second guitarist for Grey Lines. We go to leave for tour and that person's not there. Yeah. And we're like, hey, person, where are you? Not responding, not Ooh. picking up his phone, not doing anything. We're like what the hell are we going to like? Yeah. We're leaving for tour today. Like what is going on? Maybe we did play a few shows before tour, but anyway, um, I'm like, Mike, what are we going to do? Like Mike's like, I'm not touring without a second guitarist. Like, sure. It's just not happening. So like, what the hell are you going to do? Like, yeah. At this point, like what well, it is literally the day leaving. we're leaving for tour. <laughs> yeah. And I think we played the next, day i want to say it was either like that next afternoon or that night i couldn't have been that night so that next afternoon we were playing in north carolina sure at like what ended up being a huge show like it was a lot of fun like yeah. this cool fest at like a huge church in north carolina nice and uh and we like went to this person's house had to essentially break into said person's house and they're like asleep so we're like hey get up dude it's like a whole like i can't even did they want to go on the tour apparently not but instead of like hey i don't want to go on the tour it just turned into like the weird going ghost dude the weirdest like two hours of my life (laughs) like we're at this person's house like hey let's leave and they're like hey i need to put 
shorts on we're like and mike and i are losing our minds like yeah. bruce, bruce was like the calming man in every situation yeah where, yeah and he's like still like this like one of the sweetest dudes i ever met in my life and he's like hey guys like you know and we're like bruce are you kidding me <laughs> like we are leaving for tour right now and, and the guy and the guy in the band is just like yeah you know like whatever and we're like what is got like Mike and I are looking at each other like w- like we're crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone else is kind of like, oh, whatever. And I remember like I think DC was like pissed off too, but yeah. like in a DC way where he's just like quiet, <laughs> this like pissed off. Stinks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this freaking stinks. <laughs> <laughs> this stinks. I'm gonna go kick dirt. Like, <laughs> and it was just like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? And then eventually it was like we all kind of like got together and we're like Mike. We need to do this tour without them. Yeah. We need to just leave and we're going to play as a four piece. And then in like typical Mike Fauci is like, no, we are not. We are not playing. We're like, Mike, come on, man. Like we, we have this tour. It's like it's going to be go pretty cool. Yeah. And then like, I don't know how it might be the only time Mike Craven was ever talked into anything in his life to this day. And we're like, dude, come on, like, let's do this. And we left and he played with, um cabs on both ends of the stage yeah and we play as a four piece and i remember like after the first show like i just have a memory like our set's over i'm all excited i'm like yeah like looking around and mike's like counted down like the amount of shows left as a four piece (laughs) he's like four more shows and i'm like four more shows what like isn't this fun like no it is not I don't like playing as a four piece, but yeah. to his credit, he plays a because it was like it was clearly written as a five piece, and we had a lot of stuff. It was like it was melodic and like leads and shit, you know. Yeah, like, so like I think, I think he would have been maybe a little more open to it if he got like more time leading up to it to sure. say like, oh, okay, I'll play this in this part. It was like we're driving down to North Carolina <laughs> get ready to figure it out. And like he figured it out and all went fine. And yeah. It was, you have to tell me who bailed. Hard. I feel like I used to know who it was, but you're going to tell me after the podcast. Yeah. No, you know, like I kind of just wanted to be like, I don't want to talk shit about anybody. Sure. I don't, you know, it's also, it was a long time ago too. Yeah, exactly. Like dude, we're kids. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like in the grand scheme of things, like I know I'm old as shit now, but like at the time it was like, we were like, most of us were like early, early like 20 years old, 21. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like we were like, hey, I'm making decisions as an adult. It's like, I don't feel like doing this, so I'm yeah. just not going to do it, which. <laughs> it's a funny uh, juxtaposition that you were feeling great after the set, like your first show on a oh, tour with yeah, the band. Yeah. And Mike's like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, I, it was cool being in a band like that. Like I really enjoyed it, and it was it pushes you it in ways awesome. that you wouldn't usually be pushing it because there's like a discipline to it and like boundaries and like you oh, know. Oh, dude, for sure. Like, cause like the more and more I think about like things I did in Marlon Nisha on stage, and not anything like ridiculous, but like I did stupid stuff. Like I had like you know like there were like breakdowns where I'm like oh, to, like yelling stupid stuff on Mosh the calls. yeah yeah but that's all it's part of the fun but yeah, yeah. no it, it totally was but like when I look at that compared to gray lines it's like okay gray lines we went up there and we handled it 
more seriously, I guess, is like... Yeah, I, well, I would agree. Yeah, but like at the same time, it was like, it wasn't really as much fun. You know what I mean? So like, it seems like there's that constant like, all right, well, if you're going to do this, then this is going to be the end result for it. You know, so like Grey Lines, we definitely had our fun, but the fun was not the 40 minutes on, on stage. stage. Yeah, totally. You know, and I think that that's cool. Like... I like it because where we were in some of the tours and some of the shows we were on, we not that we we're ever looking to fit in, but we fit in with these professional bands and we didn't really like, we thought of ourselves as a professional band, sure. Which like, wasn't something I was used to prior to that, you know, like both of the bands or I was in a couple stupid bands, but like with, the dead season and Marlonisha, it was just like, cool. We're playing this awesome show. We're having fun. We're doing whatever. And it was all about like what's happening after the show. What's happened. Like there was yeah. so much more surrounded by it where like gray lines was like, we're on tour 23 hours a day was almost us resting for that hour. Sure. Yeah. And there was a really cool thing about that too. Sure. You know, like I, like I'll never, I mean, I don't regret like any time in my life. It's whatever. Um, I will totally cherish that like few years that I was in gray lines because I got to do something like that. And I think it made me a bit more mature, whether it's for good or bad, but like, I feel like it was like, regardless of if everyone else is acting like an idiot or goofing around or whatever it is like kind of it sounds real wow sounds really pretentious now now that i'm saying it out loud no but it's, it's like, interesting it's like hey kind of be above that and be the professional one in a situation yeah and goof around after sure great lines we did really dumb stuff like you know when we're on tour with like miracle you like doing like van war stuff like we wrapped like their van and like caution tape. And <laughs> we were, do we lock? So they had like pulled doors. I digress as always. They had like pulled doors on their van and we tied their doors together with like a rope underneath. So <laughs> they couldn't open. And we wrote van for sale, $700 with trailer. Oh and they God. were locked in their van. <laughs> and at like six, we were parked in like a Walmart parking lot. Everyone was sleeping. And at like six in the morning in North Carolina, people are like knocking on their windows like, hey, y'all, a van still for sale? They're like, shut up. We're trying to sleep. Oh, God. And like people kept knocking on their van, like just doing stupid stuff. That's so like, yeah, yeah. we totally had fun. Yeah, I'm sure. around yeah. and stuff. But at the same time, like we did take ourselves seriously. And I think it allowed us to have the opportunities. That we it does did, like you know? dress for the job you want, you know, like you carried yourself a certain way yeah. and it, it could open doors or made people and definitely made people perceive you a certain way. Yeah. And yeah, it, and which, it for a positive. I'd yeah. Say. Which, well, not, I mean, yes and no. Like, cause I think Marlo, we would clown on gray lines for sure. Like while you were in Marlo, we probably clown on gray lines a bunch. Yeah, and I think that it was because, and I think it still, um, still was a thing like when I was in Grey Lines and not Marlowe, where like we would come to New Jersey to play, and we kind of didn't really fit in anymore, because I remember the bands that were playing like 
um, a lot of the local bands, everything and friends that we had. And like, even like with you guys, everyone was having fun. And then it was almost like we would get there. We're like, fun's over guys. Here's gray lines. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I don't know. There was a weird dynamic. Yeah. Sometimes you can feel like you, it's easier to make friends on tour. I kind of feel like that sometimes where like on tour, people are more open to you and hospitable. And then like when you play locally, I mean, I have friends around here, obviously, but like as far as feeling like you belong to like a senior community, like I find myself being more open to people when I'm away kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it was really cool because you learn and I'm sure you've learned this with like the touring and everything you've done, but it's like, Outside of the Northeast, people are so nice. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, like, 100%. The, and like, don't get me wrong. I would much rather live in the Northeast and people not be so nice. Sure. Like, I don't care. It's whatever. I keep to myself for the most part. But like when we would be in like Oklahoma and we don't know anybody and people are like, hey, you guys could stay with us and this and that. Or like, I remember we stayed with this woman in, I think it was Indiana. And she's like, all right, guys, I'm leaving for work. I made you breakfast, blah, blah, blah. And she made like waffles and like all sorts of stuff. But she left us. Yeah. Southern hospitality or I guess it's Midwest like. Dude, but she never came back. Like she didn't die. No, no. She left left for the the day with you in the house. And that was it. Yeah. And she's like, all right, see you guys later. And I'm like, dude, what is going on? We're like in New Jersey. It's like. They're treating us like a hooker in a hotel room. Like, hey, I'm going into the bathroom. I want you guys clapping the whole time. Make sure you're not stealing anything. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. What is going it's on? It's different. Yeah. It definitely is. I was on tour once. I think an Angles did like a Midwest thing. And we slept in the car at a rest stop. We slept mm-hmm. from like midnight to 8 a.m. or whenever the sun yeah. woke us up. And someone left a $20 bill in the window and wrote a note that said, God bless you. <laughs> It's fucking wild. It's like, yeah, we just got paid for sleepy out here. That's crazy. We were in, so I guess we, we could share some cool tour stories. Yeah. So we were in Washington state, right? So we were playing like some, it actually was like some like big fest there. It was a lot of fun. Like this huge, like gym of like a mega church type thing. Yeah. But it it was super cool. Like there were a lot of like, huh? No, totally. I, I wanted to mention, well, because Grey Lines was a Christian band, yeah. which we could talk yeah. about too, but like you did play like Cornerstone a lot and yep. like a bunch of fests and stuff. And like there was a good community for that and it was still pretty hip. Like there was good music and like you had like Blood and Ink Records, right? Yeah. Like Face Down, like a lot of Christian hardcore labels. Solid State. Solid too, State. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, but go on. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Like we, I think we should touch on that. So, like, so I've been thinking about it a lot in general like christian music and everything like that and i listened to actually another podcast i'm not cheating on you it's just <laughs> another podcast there's this podcast called labeled i think and it talks about like solid state bands and oh, wow. tooth and nail bands and stuff like that and i think it's like one of the guys in emory does it like he's oh, like okay. the host and he interviews like he did like a whole thing on like august burns red whatever well to my it was like came down from heaven for me they did a two-parter on zale nice. and it was like from the inception of the band till the end of the band that's awesome well to they, the current state of the band yeah. they're still playing they played like, yeah. out a ton of music yeah now. yeah and uh 
one of the things they brought up and like I don't think I ever thought of it this way but like Zayo made it very clear and they like the host made it very clear where like the more they were okay so this kind of was like the same thing for gray lines I feel so I'm kind of like stealing it from them but like everyone was everyone thought that they weren't Christian enough for the Christian bands and then too Christian for like the secular fans. Sure. So like people that were like, Oh, I'm this hardcore Christian. We would go up there and I had like half sleeve tattoos and stuff like that. And they're like, Oh gosh, golly, what is this guy doing? And then like at the same time, like I remember we were on tour with the miracle of you, which they didn't even consider themselves a Christian band, but Dave is a Christian and there was a guy in California at like this like bar that we played. There was a guy like my wife's jaw dropped when I told her like the other day that this even happened. The guy like walked up and he was like, fuck you. You're a Christian band. Fuck you. You're not welcome here. And legitimately stood like it sounds so made up. Like it sounds like such bullshit. Like that would never like stood right in the middle of like the front of the stage and just gave the finger to them the whole time they played. To the miracle of you? Yeah. Did Dave put him in a fucking judo hold or no, something? No, because Dave's a, Dave's a good dude. Like, yeah. He would do, like if the guy tried to like fight him, oh, I'm yeah, sure yeah, Dave yeah. would have like snapped his neck or something like that. Yeah. But like, it was just like, re- like a weird. lot of animosity for stuff like that. Yeah. And that was like, we were pretty fortunate because we didn't get anything like that crazy. Were they but, Christian, Miracle View? No, but, but Dave's Dave, a Christian. And the, so, like, some of his lyrics are, like... Kind of spiritual or, like... Even, the like, the delivery of his lyrics in that yeah, band. Yeah. Like, kind of, like, a lot of spoken word stuff. So. Exactly. So, like, this guy must have been, like, um, <clears throat> going down to, like, this crappy bar and this guy says God, so forget it. Yeah. That's so nuts, though. I mean, what what difference are you making flipping a guy? I showed him. Like, what do you? I guess that was the battle he thought he won. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, again, we were pretty fortunate where we didn't, we didn't really come to that. Like, we didn't get people that were like physically mad at us. But like, there were people that would be like, "Oh yeah, these guys are like that god band." Yeah. And I know that there were people that were turned off by it. I get it. It's whatever. You know, like, that's a cool thing with music is it's a version of art where you could either hate it or love it for no good reason. Sure. You could be like, blue, I hate blue. And not like a painting. Yeah. And that's it. Like, there's no thought put into it. It's just like, I don't like the color blue. Same thing with music where it could be like, I don't like that the singer is wearing black shoes what a tool and then you don't like that band yeah and i'm not saying i think it's right i just get it you know what i mean so like in a more extreme version of that people would be like hey here's this hardcore band gray lines of perfection they're a jesus band forget these guys where like we didn't really at least when i was in the band i tried my best to not push because I think a lot of people are pushed away from religion, a lot of other things. Yeah. Just because people are shoving it down their throat. Yeah. And the last thing I want to be told by a peer is how I could be great like them. 
Totally. Because you're not great. No one is great. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, well, that's kind of the point of it, right? Yeah. And like I, what I was, what I personally was doing it for were the kids that were like me that like, not that it even had to be Christianity. Like I made that very clear where it was like you, for you to like believe in something and just kind of like do it. And re- like when I was like, real young like 12 13 maybe even before that i was listening to like metallica pantera whatever megadeth all sorts of stuff where it was like if you like the thought in my head was like if you listen to heavy music you know god isn't a part of it and i was going to sunday school i was like pretty active in my church and stuff like that and like my best friend and i in church like would get like looks because we would go to like because like my church was like a pretty forward thinking church at the time where now it's just a norm. But like, I remember like my good friend going to going to like Sunday school in like a Metallica shirt. Yeah. Because that was like accepting at our church. It was super cool. And it was very much like push where it's like, Hey, we don't care how you dress. We don't care this or that. Like just that you're trying to be a better person. Sure. And yeah, it was through, through God. And that, Again, I'm not here to like push anything or well, I, think, I never really I think was, the problem but. people have with Christian bands is they all they like associate it with like all the like all the negative stereotypes you see in like old Baptist or yeah. like all of those old Christian churches yeah. or whatever. Like, oh so you're Christian bands, so you hate gay people? It's like, no, dude, it's twenty eighteen. Yeah, like, no, no. And, and that that's the crazy part where like we had to like almost constantly be there to try and be like Okay, yeah, we're a Christian band, but listen, here's the deal. You know, so like usually when I like when we would do shows as like the singer, the guy who's holding the microphone the whole time, I tried my best to not ever try and push anything. You know, so I was just like, hey, we're Greylands Perfection from New Jersey. We're a Christian band. We're not telling you that our God is superior to your God or you're not God or whatever. We just are here to show you that, you know, you don't have to burn down a school to be a cool kid, you know? And like, I don't think I ever said that cause I would have been <laughs> fucking bizarre, but like, you know what I mean? Like we're yeah. like, we're there for like the 12 year old version of myself who realized like, Hey, wait a second. You can like heavy music and not be a piece of shit. Sure. It's basically what it came down That's to. Neat. And like, yeah. Like I was just looking for like that kid who's at my shirt with like who spiked his hair for the concert because he's like, dude, I'm so excited to go to this. And just to like talk to him, just be like, hey, man, what TV show do you watch? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like all I wanted was like that interaction with people and for them to like realize like oh hey like i don't have to be a bad person and again that's not saying like well if you listen to metallica you're a bad person but like i think at least at that time in the you know 1950s when i was a kid like you felt like you had to be a badass yeah like, i listened to minor threat and because of that I need to go do X, Y, and Z. And like, that's bullshit. Yeah. You didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know, like I remember like I would listen to like, you know, bad religion and wear like a bad religion shirt to like church. <laughs> and it's like, hold on. Wait a second. You know what I mean? Like, like I felt like you could be whoever you wanted to be outside of the music. Sure. And then like 
whether you take what they're talking about or you could kind of skew what they're talking about and make it believe what you want. And that's a cool thing about like the art in general. You interpret it. it any way you want. Exactly. With like Slayer when it's like pentagram. So like, I'm, that's <laughs> like, I mean, they're that's like, that's a hard one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's like the, iconography I don't know if that's the word you know metal was associated with the devil and rock and like you know all that crazy shit and that's that's part of the lore of it but like I mean I doubt they're all like fucking killing pigs every night and like you know yeah I don't I don't think so I think right now they're sitting on a good 401k and they're just like (laughs) normal dudes that wrote about stuff and I think that there are a lot of people in general that just write as like uh Someone that just sees things. Sure. It doesn't necessarily mean like, hey, I believe this. I want to push this. Hey, I'm pro this. Sometimes it's someone just, and a majority of the time, it's just people telling a story. Yeah. Hey, here's this or that. And you're like, oh my God, those were deep lyrics. And it's like, oh yeah, that doesn't have anything to do with me. It was just this or that or something I read about. Especially now, like you could you could pull a story on anything right now totally off the internet and then you could write about it so like it doesn't always have to be about personal experiences it could just be like your view on that particular subject or whatever well where where do you draw the line though with art because did you hear about that shit in at dingbats yes so (laughs) i feel really cool saying that saying the beginning part of this talked about this at my barber shop the other day <laughs> right. hey you hear about so, those heavy metal bands yeah, for, yeah. for anyone who doesn't know there was a like neo-nazi bands booked or nationalist bands booked on a, a metal bill at dingbats and um i guess the run of it was you know the nj diy scene found out and told the venue like take these bands off your fucking bill or else we're boycotting your place the venue said they were taking them off the bill mm-hmm. and then like they apologized like we had no idea then they let the bands play and they took their apology down and they were like, well, you know, free speech is free speech and where do you draw the line? So in my opinion, they handled it literally the worst way because yeah. they offended everyone on all sides. Yeah. Like, so the so uh, I know you do shout outs a lot on here. So yeah. shout out to uh, Zach and the guys at Cal Reese's Barbershop in Keyport. But uh, there, were, there were actually like five of us or something like that sitting in there like, bullshitting about it where like we kind of had a similar view like all of us in there which is a nice thing um because we're all we're all very different people like none of us are like hey we all went to the same school with the same money growing up as kids like we're all from different areas of new jersey and this or that and we all kind of said like i don't so all right i hate these nationalist bullshit bands whatever yeah here's my thought on it though if dingbats wants to let them play this is my view on everything in the world you have the right to do it yeah but get ready for the shit storm that comes with it yeah so like if you want to like open a restaurant that literally just sells people like shit hamburgers like literally just like pieces of crap on a bun it's America. You could do that. Yeah. But don't expect to be supported by the local market. And I guess what I'm saying is Dingbats served up a shit burger <laughs> with like a swastika on it. Yeah. And like get ready to not be in business anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yo, cause we had a show there 
And we, I emailed the promoter, like, look, there's no way we could play this yeah, year. Yeah. We got to find something else. And he was like, all right, working on it. And then he was like, hey, the owner of Dingbats just sent me this long email. And it's this long, like, eight-paragraph explanation. Like, well, so-and-so and so-and-so. And these people said, you know, it's free speech. And they support our platform. And he cited uh, Michael Graves from the Misfits. who That guy, like, goes on Infowars. Yeah. Like, he's like yeah. – and, like, so – and, you know, not to say any endorsement, like, uh, whatever. But it was just, like – I don't care what these people say. I can't play at this place. Yeah. Like, you know, you're allowed to have those bands play. We can tell you to go fuck yourself though. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like, it, it's the same thing with any sort of business where you could take a risk like that, or you could like, I'm sure it was the same thing in like the sixties where it's like, Hey, we're going to have a punk rock band playing. People are like, what you're what? No, I'm not supporting that. Cause like, let's, let's be clear. And they're two very different things, but like, Think all of the bands where like the misfits and everybody like talking about like killing people and killing babies and stuff like that. Like yeah. everybody who listens to the misfits, I'd like to think greater than 99.9% of them don't support killing babies know it's fun. in it's general. Fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like they took it separately where they said, Hey, we're going to support this venue for taking this risk or doing that totally separate thing dingbats goes on and does that stupid shit and again like they didn't do it with like if i think there would have been a little less backlash but still would have been bad if they were like hey guys we believe in free speech don't come to this show we don't support this show but we support the idea of people being able to go up there and play the music they want to yeah. i think at least people maybe would have like respected them for a second and been like, hey, you know what? Like, I think it's shitty, but hey, free speech is a thing. It's whatever, yeah. but it's not free of consequence. Well, yeah, because they gave a yeah. platform for, I guess, what you could call hate speech, right? Yeah, like, and that's, I don't think anyone's it, pro that. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Meanwhile, the promoter's like, you guys don't get it, like, black metal and, like, dark metal from the 80s. This is part of the lore of it. And it's like, I don't know, like, if it should be, especially in today's climate. And, like, they had shirts that was, like, a Hasidic Jewish man, and it says, like, Israelite parasite. And it's, like, a Hasidic Jewish yeah, man with, like, a bloodied-up lip. It's, like, it's just fucking weird, dude. Like, Yeah, but, again, like, I... I believe in the idea of you being able to fail or succeed based on your decisions. Yeah. So this guy made, I don't even think anybody's going to call it ballsy, but like he made a call that even though he went, <laughs> he went against his original call, but like to the best of my understanding, not citing any sources or anything like that. But like, I don't think that, business was going too great at dingbats anyway i don't think dingbats was booming and all yeah. of a sudden like wait a second hold up like i think things are bad one of the things we talked about in said barbershop is we were like hey wait a second like this could be his way of like i'm gonna do this and then when this business does fail for reasons way beyond this decision yeah i'm at least going to be able to be at a barbecue in 10 years and be like well you know the only reason that that business failed is because of them snowflakes yeah. like <laughs> and then he could just hang his hat on it and whatever yeah, like, yeah, yeah. again like trying to tiptoe around politics because i think we have different views on a lot of different things but just in general like it's such a cop-out for people to do shit like that and there's a possibility that that's why he did it yeah. There's a possibility that that was his Hail Mary attempt, hoping that people would be like, you know what? 
I support this guy. And maybe picks up something. Because, like, to the best of my understandings, last time I was there, that place was a shithole. It sucks. It yeah. sucks ass. Yeah. It probably was. It's, the bands were probably a draw, too. I don't know who listens to those bands, but maybe, like, it was a good bill. Apparently, like, he said that the email we got said he, was, he wasn't he was there that night. His son had to go to the hospital, and the promoter snuck the bands on. And one of those bands <laughs> was known for sneaking onto bills. But, like, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, dude, I don't fucking – I can't buy all of that. Yeah, like, it's no. your venue. It's your responsibility yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, no, and especially for him to, like, then back it up. Like, if, if he came up and he's like, hey, guys, look. I'm sorry. I was at the hospital. Whatever the story was, like if he came back with that, but instead of he, he goes on like, fucking NJ News or yeah, whatever, like, like come on, you know, man. you do one thing, and next thing you know, everything's censored. It's like, no, most people are at least a little understanding, and I think people are really sensitive with the internet. But I think it's appropriate sometimes, like, and that's a situation yep. where like outrage was like warranted, and you know, I mean, outrage could always be warranted, but like for sure, you know, yeah, I think that like it's it's good. It's good to see that there's at least people thinking because it seems like in general, whether it's that or whatever, like people aren't making decisions that aren't given to them. Like they're just like whoever it is. And again, I am trying so hard to stay away from politics, but like, (laughs) it's just like someone's like, Hey, you should believe this. And they're like, yeah, that's what I believe. I think like people being against like this, like, anti-semitic band i think that was like a genuine thought by everyone that was like pissed off about it it wasn't fed to them it wasn't like hey yeah. man you should feel like this and i think it's been you know some time since people actually like made a decision like that that wasn't just like fed to them by whoever wanted to give it to them yeah you know? totally well it's easy you know it's easy to virtue signal online and it's so easy to like you know, perfect your image and shit and, like, you know, post about only the good shit. Like, everyone has bullshit lives. Like, everyone has some shitty aspect of their life they're hiding from the internet, you oh, know? yeah. Well, what, so one of my buddies um, who's up in New York now, like, where I was stationed in the Army, he actually just got back from Afghanistan, like, a week ago or something like that. One of my good friends up there. And one of the things, like, he pointed out, and, like, because we had, like, younger guys that, like, worked for us and with us and whatever. And he was just like, hey, like, he was very blunt with everything he said. And, like, one of the things he said is, like, hey, guys, like, if and this isn't anything breaking. I just, he was the first person I heard it from where he was just like, hey, these people on the Internet have, like, 20 good days a year and they post it on the internet now you have how many friends on the internet i don't know 500 friends well if those 500 people are posting their 20 best days of the year over the course of time you're gonna be like hey my life sucks i don't have all these cool great days but like when you actually look at it you probably do yeah you know what i mean so you have like this real misconception because you have all this stuff being thrown at your face like hey look who got a new car and look who got a puppy and you're like man i haven't gotten a new car in months and you're like wait a second idiot you got a new car a few months ago like set stand back realize that good things do happen to you and quit being so sad about your life well it's like your life's probably awesome yeah yeah yeah. everyone has the instinct to do like self-comparison with shit you know like you're constantly thinking like, oh, I want that or like, 
you know, I'll do it sometimes with bands and stuff. Like, oh, I w- but I'll never be jealous where, like, I'll resent anyone. But, like, oh, that's, like, a cool thing that would it'd be cool to tour that yeah. much. Yeah. You know, but it's it's just people see things and then they're like, why don't I don't have that? Yeah. But meanwhile, yeah, everyone's like, you know, your house is a mess. You're shitty. You're, you know, you have, like, everyone's got secrets. Not everyone's fucking perfect, you yeah. know? Well, the one thing that you said about, like, touring, I went through that, like, the other day. Uh, guy, we toured with um, This or the Apocalypse like a hundred years ago. Hell yeah. And they, they were awesome. We had so much fun, like really cool guys. And the drummer who was in This or the Apocalypse at the time we were, he's in that uh, in that like Star Wars band now. What's Star Wars um, band? Called Galactic Empire. Oh, okay. And they're like huge on the internet. Yeah. Like they have like tens of millions of views on them playing stuff and like they just played some fest the other day and it's like one of the times where i sit back i'm like oh my god like they played to thousands and thousands of people that's wild in like denmark yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'm like <laughs> what is that like like it's like the whole country just got together in the same shitty 1980s vehicle and drove over there to watch these guys and these guys are like touring crazy places like they're in like australia and china they're just like in japan playing for like again like half of the country yeah at like this huge fest and i just like look back and i'm like oh man like sometimes you get into that like oh man why why aren't i doing that and i'm like oh because i'm not him yeah you know and he might look at the same or not him but just people in bands might look at the same things where they're like Oh look, that guy's happy today, and that guy's having a shitty day. He might be on tour, but he may have not seen his family in a year. Yeah, that's you know. True. So like, as you're like envying this person for whatever stupid reason, like you're like, oh man, look at look at that sick drum kit that guy has, and then you're just kind of like, oh it, yeah, but he also like goes home to nothing and you know is having a horrible day and maybe you know not to get like too dark about but maybe that guy's having like issues where like he wants to end his life or something like you know like you're constantly just like looking at this little snapshot yeah you're looking at an instagram photo with filters on it you're like Uh, oh gosh i wish i was that and like that guy could be having like a real real issue that guy isn't even what he's posting exactly like let me tell you if I go to post anything ever, do you think I'm just like taking one picture and I'm like, well, that's it. Like, I'm like, <laughs> hold on. Lighting's bad. In here. And I think we all kind of go through that. Yeah, you where do. Like you're, you want to put your best foot forward within reason. You know, like this is a conversation you and I had in the car earlier where it's like, there's like this real strive for being perfect. And like everything has to, and that's not just us. It's not just like, it's the whole goddamn world It's just like, I want to be the best always. And you get into like a mental, I don't know, like a, like in your own brain where you're kind of like, you're even when it is perfect, like you, you're finally like, all right, here it is. And it's done. And you're just like, all right, now what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I have everything. Here's the perfect record. Like I spent, you know, three months recording it and mixing it. And I got this guy, I got Jason DeZuzio to, <laughs> to produce it. And here you go. And it's done. And you know, you like, know, he did like, does like imagine dragons. Yeah, now. That's the guy who recorded our band. Did, yeah. And like, did he recorded the, gray lines reaching the ends of the earth. Yeah. So, oh, he yeah. did that also. Yeah. 
Yeah, did the Mira, which is still one of my favorite records, and now he produces Imagine yep. Dragons. Yeah, and he has like writing credits with like Christina Aguilera. That's so wild. Good for him. Yeah. Not to digress too much. I I agree. Yeah. I think like dude, like I'll post stuff. People pose for attention or like to share the, sure. who they are for like with other people or like yeah. to make friends, to make connections, but it can kind of turn into like narcissism and vanity and that can be dangerous. Like for me, I have to always keep myself in check. And that's partially why I cross my face out on my profile picture also because like I'm a teacher and like yeah, I'm afraid of people. So. Well, as a cop, it's it's hard for you. I wear many hats, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and it's just like a, it's an interesting like dynamic like if you just take a second to like think about it and you're like all right you're cut like you and i were talking about it i think we should probably just put the idea out there and see if you get people but like so joe and i we were talking about like just recording stuff kind of for the fun of it but kind of like very imperfect very like impromptu a fun thing because like fun doesn't really exist as much anymore well yeah and a lot of times with music at least in the universe I'm in, there's always intent. Like, all right, we're going to record this and play shows yeah. and record. But it's never just like, oh, let's just make some stuff for fun. Yeah. Although, did I show you the my Gary Vampires song? You sure did not. Okay, I'm going to show you after yeah. this. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think I heard about it on like maybe the pod before. Like, I don't know if I ever brought it. I don't know. This is one of the only music things I ever did that was purely no intention of playing shows or being assigned band or wedding bullshit. Yeah. It was just like, I'm, this is the dumbest thing. It's just the, it's a joke song. I'll show yeah. you after. Well, but, no, like there's like, there's so much like cool stuff that comes from that. Cause even like when I was up in New York, there were two guys that I was in the army with where we just like got into conversation about like, like, Oh, I think the guy, the one guy I was on, so we do like this thing. It's like a 24 hour duty. Like it happens way too often. And you literally are like at a desk for 24 hours. Yeah. And you have to do like stupid stuff and whatever. It's typical army shit. And, um, my buddy, like, I think he's like watching a YouTube video at like one o'clock in the morning or something, even though you're not supposed to be on your phone, but sure. like, and it was like coheed or something. I was like, Hmm. Like, not that they're like edgy or underground or anything, but I'm like, that you, that's like a good sign to me that, like, hey, this guy's into like music. Like, yeah. like not just like, hey, man, did you hear that new uh, Three Doors Down? That's some shit. Like, yeah. Like, I'm like, all right, this guy might, hey, man, like, oh, cool. So you're into music. Like, I knew him, but not that well at the time, you yeah. know? And he's like, oh, yeah. And we just got in a conversation like the whole time until we were off our shift at like 10 o'clock the next morning where we're just like he some like i think he's just asking questions and i like slipped and said like oh uh, you know something where it was like oh and i was on tour or something like that he's like wait what i'm like oh shit like because I, I, I try like i try and be modest i know like my wife's probably laughing hearing that right now if she takes the time <laughs> to listen to this pod but like I try and be modest and not talk about that stuff because, like, I'm super proud of it, but I'm also, like, I try and be humble and I try not to be the guy, like, hey, guys, guess what I did? Like, yeah. no one cares. No, yeah. so, you know what I mean? So, like, uh, I'm like, yeah, you know, I was in bands for a while or whatever. He was like, oh, what'd you do? And I'm like, all right, this, this part of the conversation is going to get interesting because if I say I sing, it's normally, like, 
nine out of ten times you get some idiot like will sing for me now and it's like would you say that to someone if they said they play the guitar would yeah. you be like well i have this banjo whip something up buddy or like i play the drums slap on this book uh, yeah, like wh- yeah. why do it's you weird. think that that's an okay thing just because i sang like uh yeah and i'm like yeah i was singing in a band he's like oh what kind of music which as you know is a whole fucking can of worms yeah, with that because totally. it's like what do you say? Do you yeah. say like if you say hardcore, what does that mean to people? Yeah. Like they might look at you and be like, This guy is a porn star. He's not <laughs> he's not a musician. Hardcore can be like anything between like black flag or system of a down. Exactly. Like. <laughs> so you're so I'm kinda like, ah, like I was in like hardcore bands. He's like, Oh, like what? And I'm like, All right, he might so like it actually ended up being like a pretty good conversation. Like yeah. but, but like that's you're really walking on like a minefield at yeah, that point. You don't because, know. Yeah, because you might get someone where you're like, Oh, I listen to hardcore, they're like, sick, man, like puddle of mud. You're like, <laughs> no, not like puddle of mud at all. And you know, so eventually, you know, short story long as I like to say, um, that led to us just like going and jamming like he had an electric set in his barracks room and it's the room's like six by eight (laughs) and he has like this set in the corner and he has like you know he has like posters all over his room and it was it was fun you know like we were from very different sides of like the music scale i guess you could say like but like it worked it was fun it wasn't like all right i'll see you thursday serious practice time like yeah it was kind of like a breath of fresh air for me because i hadn't played music prior to that in like almost 10 years yeah and it's healthy to do it yeah you know it's a great yeah, outlet it was cool and there was a another guy that played with us who was actually like real good at guitar and we would just like jam and the majority of the time it was just us like drinking beer or watching music on youtube which is like a thing for the younger generation, but not like now I'm getting there. Yeah. Like yeah. now it's cool. Like, I, like I'm, I'm onto it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I know that band. Like, yeah. I don't really know, but like, <laughs> like it's very, it's very much like commonplace to like watch music on YouTube sure. and everything. So like, it would be like, it would be like my buddy and I, the guy shock who I was originally talking about, like he'd be like, have you ever heard of this band? And it would be like, us passing like the Xbox controller back and forth to like play different stuff on his Tight. TV. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool that you still find a chance to do it. And we, we were saying we were talking to Car about like doing some kind of compilation where like everyone everyone like records a track and we just like write something. like we draw it out of a hat like a potluck sort of. Yeah. The hard thing is finding people that'll do it. You know, I think my circle is small of musicians that are like willing and able and like, we'll actually, cause even if, even if it's something fun like that, you still have to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, I think, I think that we could get people to do it. Cause my circle is even smaller. My circle is you. So <laughs> congratulations. Um, I'll take no, it. but, but like, I think we both could kind of drum up some interest, but like, I think maybe I was a little crazy with my initial thought on it where it's just like, so for everyone listening all the thousands and thousands of you that are listening (laughs) so like our thought my insane thought was like hey let's get like songs 
I don't like I don't think we really picked what kind of songs like they would be like covers but it would be like I don't even know like okay here's some song and you put them in like separate hats right don't I don't want to lose you guys so you put the same song in like three different hats right like guitar drum sing right yeah 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 and then when those people pick what song they're going to play it's almost like a school project like they're going to have to get together and be like hey, what kind of arrangement do you want to do for this song? Yeah. And then, like, I'm a big fan of, like, not playing the full song. Totally. Like, songs but, are boring. Yeah, you know, once you hit the first verse, second, first chorus, yeah, you, you know You know what coming. I mean? Like, yeah. like when it, like I would be very interested. Here's, here's my new million-dollar app. Ready? Yeah. So, like, it's just going to be the good parts of songs. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to listen. Like, if I'm, like... Oh, cool. I want to listen to some like old music and most of the stuff I listen to the songs are like two minutes anyway. But if it's like, Oh, I want to listen to like bro him by Pennywise. And it's like long as shit (laughs) where it's like, yeah, it's like, you know what I want? I want the 38 second version of it where it's just the woes and goes to the next song. But without the bad parts, would the good parts be as good? Yes. You sure would. Yeah. yeah, It'd be like hate clips. Like remember hate clips? Yes. (laughs) Like That's a Britney Spears hit club. I mean, need, I mean, yeah. uh, Minor Threat. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. But no, like, because I think that that would be, like, a cool thing. I don't know. Like, it would It'd just be, be like, fun. hey, here's a minute of Paradise City by Guns N' Roses, but it's, like, a ska drummer Ooh. and, like, a metal guitarist and, like, a high-pitch screaming female. It's a cool idea. Um, there's people out of like the New Brunswick and Flemington scene that did this thing called Start Something, and the whole idea was like, if you've never done a band, come to this, and you'll we'll, oh, we'll start like, your first yeah, band. DIY yeah, band, right? yeah, yeah, Jeff yeah. and Kelly like helped put this thing together, and a lot, a lot of other people. But it, it was a neat idea because it's got people playing music and like meeting people they don't yeah. know, and just they all like it was planned out. They had a band, they had these practices, and there was a show where they all played. That's cool. Some of those bands still exist now. It's pretty neat. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, because like when. I'm trying to think like I was trying to like reflect prior to like coming here and everything like that about like how bands started like because I don't even like think of it because like Grey Lines was already like established and like I just hopped in. I'm like, hey, can I audition? Marlo, like you guys were together and it was like, hey, I'm going to play with you guys. But like Dead Season really wasn't like that. Like it wasn't like a pre-made band like it was like a band from scratch you all started together yeah Yeah, and it was like really really weird like i so this will date me a little bit but so i came across a cassette that had like yeah first of all cassette i had some cassettes i had like a weird al and a big (laughs) willie style cassette thank you very much (laughs) and it was just like written in like shitty handwriting like the dead season fuck yeah was written on it and because I was in, I was in a band prior to that w- called Famous Last Words, Sick. which is in like two thousand one. That you screamed in? Yeah, and I knew Sri from that. Sri and I went to the same high school, and then it was just kind of like, hey man, we should start a band one day. Well, see you later. And then that was really it. Yeah. And then when that band was over, like I don't even like it was just like your kids like you like lost interest and then that was it totally so then it was like i rem 
I vaguely remember being like, hey, man, like, really, let's try and, like, start this band, whatever. And then we're, like, trying to bat around the ideas of, like, what we were going to be. Because even, like, when I listened to The Dead Season Now, I don't know what genre we were. Yeah. Like, we weren't we weren't a hardcore band. Like, no. I guess kind of, but, like, nah. the only thing that makes sense is that we had singers that screamed. Yeah. That's it. So, like, other than that, it was really almost like a metal-type band. I'd say melodic metalcore, because, like, singing chorus is almost like Azalea Dying. Yeah. Um, Without all the bad stuff the singer did. <laughs> <laughs> Something in that realm, but still, like, pretty unique sound. Yeah, like, it, it's really, like, weird to listen to now, because, like, I don't, like, I, I really, like, this is something you and I talked about, like, a few weeks ago and everything and i think you talked about it on your pod too where it's like the worst thing is when a band thinks they don't sound like anyone and they get that real pretentious like oh who do you sound like they're like actually we don't sound like anyone no man like i thought about it a lot <laughs> it's like no one ever <laughs> yeah so like i'm not saying that by any stretch but like especially at the time yeah and like so dead season we started playing in 2003 in south brunswick which is like a very like a very non-tough area like south brunswick is just like oh hey it's families of five that all live around each other and like our crime rates real low shout out south brunswick police department is that where um uh blind hate experiment was from yes okay hell yeah. yeah yeah so like but like that was what was around there like there were like more punk type bands like there was a band uh Back then, I remember I thought they were the coolest band ever. They were called Pull One Thirty. Okay. And they were just like a like a punk type band, but they were like, God, I'm trying to think, like almost not really like Pennywise or Bad Religion, but like that sort of deal. In that, you realm, know what I yeah. mean. And they ended up a bunch of them went on to be in the band like Slain July. Okay. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, them. I remember that band. But like a lot of those guys were that and i was like a freshman in high school and i was like holy shit these guys they had a cd i remember like buying a cd in the halls of high school and being like what is this yeah this is so cool and then i'm here's the story of my life then i met dave kelly in my sophomore year he just moved from south carolina and it was my sophomore year in spanish class and dave was like we were just like talking about a bunch of stuff and he was like, Hey man, like you should listen to this band. Who do you think that band was? That's Zayo. Zayo. Okay. Zayo. So it was like, he's like, yeah, listen to this, whatever. And I remember like going home and listening to, it was their first CD, uh, Splinter Shards of Birth of Separation. And I played it and I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, dude, I had no idea what it was, Yeah. but I was like, this is awesome. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but like, I'm really interested in it. And like, cause he was from South Carolina where like that type of music was kind of starting to come up. Like sure. a lot of like the metal core type stuff was like starting up down there. So it was like, he kind of had a head start on the Northeast, you yeah. know? So he was in a couple bands in high school that were actually pretty good too. One of them was actually called When Gray Skies Fall, which ah, is that season song. Yeah. But, so no originality on my end. <laughs> but, uh, and like f- back to what we were talking about, like Sri and I were like, I don't know what kind of music we're going to be. Let's just like mess around a little bit. So he hands me his cassette and he's like, 
hey man i just kind of like messed around on here it's literally with like a shitty like four track recorder of him just playing guitar and it's sloppy it sounds like crap but like in that little it's probably like I don't know, four minutes, five minutes or whatever. But there are like three dead season riffs that are in there. That's sick. So it's just like out of nowhere. Like we were totally listening to a lot of like Thursday. Yeah. And like the first CD from brand new. And it was like poppier. But then like Thursday had this whole thing going. So like a lot of it's kind of like that. And then you just hear stuff where it's like i'm pretty sure that's a thursday song and then like the next riff is like oh my god that's like the main hook for while i breathe i hope yeah, or yeah. something like that you're like this is so cool like it was like really really cool to find that yeah totally. and then when we when uh when chris and i were uh packing to like move back to new jersey I'm of course the worst at that because I'm like going through all my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Where like she's packing it like an adult and just and like just, okay, like, let's get... and I'm like, look at this, and she's like, where are you? And I'm yeah. like in the living room watching a DVD of like <laughs> the Dead Season 2003. She's like, what are you doing? We have a whole house to pack, and I'm like, but look at this, you know. And uh, yeah, it was it was really cool, and it was like not really like it was like a perfect storm for us because there really wasn't a lot like us at the time and you guys like were I, good yeah we were, we were pretty good but just we were like really good at like networking yeah like we were like in the right place at the right time we played hellfest which dude i remember i had lyme disease that summer but i was looking forward to hellfest <laughs> for like two months i was looking forward to seeing the dead season and like you know folly hopes fall and big way like so many fucking yeah, bands dude, dude. They, like thinking about that now is like so funny because that was like the craziest thing and we did not belong there like but how like, did you get on hellfest did you so we, we played a battle for hellfest yeah, but dude. dude it was like the perfect storm yeah so like okay it was whatever like we're doing this all right we had like like super loyal like group of people that would go to our shows like because sri was still in high school i think he was a senior and we were all from different areas so it was like myself dave three um gary was the second guitarist um i'm trying to think who was on bass at the time i think it was oh it was ryan the real tall dude and toby yeah so we were all from different areas yeah so like it wasn't like a lot of bands where it's like oh we're all from south Brunswick. one friend group we have uh, eight friends yeah. like we all had eight of our own friends yeah that all like would support us and it, that was the coolest thing about any of that but we had our ep that we just recorded and we ordered shirts which at the time was like a breakthrough like no one had and yeah. we had slap bracelets which to this day is still the coolest piece <laughs> of merch ever and we had all this stuff and none of it was available until that show yeah so it was like perfect storm where people were like oh i really want to buy your cd you're like well, if you want it, you have to buy a ticket to the show. Yeah. So it was like through XSDB. Right on. And it was like $8 or $10 a ticket. Where was or whatever. it? It was at the Cricket Club in, in Irvington. Irvington. Yep. I've never been there. And it was like, again, perfect storm. Like we sold, we legit sold like close to 100 tickets, I think. Yeah. And they're like, wait, what? Like we had to keep like hitting them up to get more, more tickets, tickets yeah. and they're like 
you guys are going to give us the money. Like they were like real iffy. Like, are you guys sure. like really getting, we're like, Oh yeah, 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 we're selling them. And they're like, all right. So we <laughs> sold like a hundred. So like, clearly that's why we were able to play Hellfest is it was like the right financial decision. Sure, you know? sure. But like, again, perfect storm. Like all our friends were there. So like there were bands that were probably way better than us that were playing for their like 10 friends. Yeah, yeah. And we were playing for like, a hundred kids plus everybody else that was there. Yeah. So they're like, I know these guys kind of suck, but holy shit, they could draw some people. Yeah. So like somehow we made it and we had like a really good slot too. Like we played at like, I think it was what, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And we played, I want to say it was Saturday at like five o'clock. Yeah. Like we played like, it that's was at the it, same good. time as As I Lay Dying, though, yeah. which kind of sucked. But, like, we still that's had, like, crowd. a lot of kids that were there to see us. And, like, yeah. like every like there were p- bands that had, like, legitimate, like, huge tour buses. Like, Fear Factory played. Like, these, like, huge bands yeah. that, like, the Ataris played. I yeah. remember that. And, like, we pulled up in Sri's dad's Astro van. Yes. With a U-Haul on the back. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. And like we we like pull into the back and the guy's like, Can I help you? <laughs> and we're like, Oh uh, yeah, we're playing and <laughs> we're he's like, middle. Oh, what band are you? We're like, The Dead Season and the guy's like, Look at you, he's like, Oh, all right, yeah, you have to go get your tags. <laughs> and we like felt so cool. Like it was like Wayne's World, like where they have like the backstage passes, yeah. like walking around, like getting every to like clear out of the way. That's like how we felt like yeah. the whole weekend. Yeah. It was like super cool. And I met Dan from Zao. Yeah, I mean, you helped him carry something. I remember you told yeah, me that. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was like the coolest experience for like a nineteen-year-old kid. Yeah, ever. man. That's like, I looked up to you guys when that happened because I was, you know, I was younger. And I'm like, man, this band's cool. They just fucking played Hellfest somehow. That's and that so was tough. like the the calling card for us. Like after that, it was like, oh my god. Like people probably that, took you a little more seriously. Yeah. 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 Because again, it was like, it was like a perfect storm situation. Like I constantly say that because like our music wasn't the best because we were all young kids and we were doing whatever. Like it was really good for what it was. We got a really good recording for like not a lot of money. Like we recorded with Mike Turner. Like it it was MB studios, which stood for Mike's basement studios (laughs) in like Howell. Okay. And he recorded like his brother was in no Hollywood ending. Okay. And like all those bands around that area, like recorded with Mike. Okay. And I think he went out, like, I think he is like, he was running some studio or something. Like he went on to do really good things. And we just so happened to like, right place, right time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. So like we had like, like no one really had like high quality recordings. And like, we had like, high quality recording in like a jewel case. Like yep. it was like a real CD with like merch and all this. And like, we just somehow kind of sort of looked apart and I don't know, like we were decent dudes, yeah. you know, like yeah. we went to shows and we just like goofed around with people and stuff like that. And like built some really cool relationships with people that like, I still keep a lot of them now, you yeah. know, like, and then like a lot of them, lasted until all of us grew up and got old and yeah you know, stupid stuff like that but should we get really should cool. we get into the the marlowe battle <laughs> the war yeah <laughs> the, the the hamilton street marlowe nisha battle for yeah. world tour yeah no um well so yeah this is fast forward when you were in marlowe nisha and we similar situation 
I mean, I think that the dead season was a catalyst for a really strong local scene. Because we, when Marlowe started playing shows with the dead season with Broken View, I don't remember who else really. With Love You Made, that was kind of later on. But like, we started playing with a lot of these bands, and like, there was already people at the shows. Yeah. Like, you know, not a lot of people, but even like 40, 60 people is a lot now. Like, that's yeah. sick, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's people who were all like minded as far as music taste and like yeah. were there to support and hang out and stuff. Yeah, the scene was so awesome. Yeah. And like, that's something that like will come up in conversations. And like, the guys who I was telling you, like, I jammed with in the army, like, they're asking me questions. I'm like, dude, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, it was like a gr- like, it sounds so corny. Like, as I was just thinking it in my head, like, it was like a big family. Like, everyone yeah. was like supporting each other, going to their shows and this and that. Because what then, else was there to do, also? Yeah. It's like, see your friends and hang out, obviously, and go yeah. to the Omega Diner. Yeah, after it's like, or whatever. hey, pay $7, go to the Italian American Club. Yeah. You're there for eight hours. <laughs> like, you're literally there for the entire day. And then you go to Omega and you spend $3 and don't leave a tip because you're a scumbag. <laughs> yeah. And like, your whole day was $10. Yeah, it's true. And like, yeah. you were with all your friends. Friends, you you got to have fun. You got to see bands you genuinely enjoyed watching, yeah, yeah. and like it was just a really really cool, super super supportive scene. Totally. And like, like I feel like we almost kind of took it for granted. Like I I think that like we almost like expected it at some point, and like maybe it was just me. Like I don't want to speak for everybody, but I was almost like, Oh yeah, people are going to come to the show. Like, and now when I think about it, I'm like, man, these people, like there were a ton of people that weren't in bands. Yeah. Like people that were just like, I want to go see Marlonisha. And I was just like, Oh yeah, whatever. That's cool. Well, it became like, the cool thing to do. To yeah. To and like, I, I think of it now and I'm like, Holy shit. Like these guys like supported bands that I was a part of. That's yeah. the coolest thing ever. hundred percent. Because like, as you know, far greater than I do, like, or maybe we're equal. I don't know. But like, it's so hard to get people to go to a show. Oh, yeah. And the fact that like, we were a lock, no matter what, to like, have a bunch of our friends there. And we'd have friends like, hey, man, sorry, I was a little bit late. I hit traffic because it's an hour and a half drive. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, I, w- I wouldn't do that. I'm, a- I'm an asshole, I guess. <laughs> but like, like, I did to an extent like with like local bands but like there were so many people that like without hesitation were like yeah i'm gonna be at your next show yeah and like thinking about that now i'm like oh my god like that's that, that much commitment in 2018 is rare to yeah. be like oh yeah i'm definitely coming i'll see you in two weeks like yeah that, and that doesn't was just happen like if you weren't going like i remember there would be times where like someone couldn't go for whatever reason and then you'd be like hey is so-and-so okay <laughs> You'd be like, I think so. Yeah. Like, yeah, because they're not here. And then you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Are things okay? I better check their away message and make sure <laughs> that they're MySpace. okay. Yeah, like, and that was just, like, it was commonplace. Like, there were so many, like, awesome, awesome, supportive people in the scene. You had, like, Toby's cousin Dave was, like, the ringleader slash, like, big brother of He everybody. knew to, yeah, round people up and get them together. Yeah, yeah. and, like, but, like, he just cared about everybody. Yeah. He just, like, genuine, like, and that was the same for most people there where it was, like, that person to your left and your right was, like, your brother. Yeah. And you went there and you had fun and you danced and sometimes you got punched in the face and it was okay. Like, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. And it was more, like, 
all right, it's like a brotherhood, like almost like a weird like mafia thing, you Dan, know. But Dan's Depot. Like, yeah, Dan's Bre- breakdown Depot. curve seven three two. Dan's Depot, black hoods, like, <laughs> yeah. the whole, like. But there were so many like groups of guys that all got together for like the love of music and the love for the scene, which like. And girls, about guys that, and girls. Yeah, well, yeah, guys yeah, and girls, yeah, yeah. and I sound like an asshole. No, but, no, but, I, I but just like, and it was like from all corners of the state. Like I remember. Do you remember we played in like Pensgrove? Yes. And we had like friends down there, the guys Dead by Dawn, I think. Yeah. And they were like our brothers They're from cool. then on out. Yeah, like yeah. we played like a couple shows with them and like one of the guys hit me up like a few years ago. Really? Like, hey man, what's going on? Like whatever. And yeah. it was just like Hey, just wanted to see, make sure you're doing okay. That's awesome. You know, like and that was what it was. Like people don't really think about if they're not part of like the music scene or especially that great one that we had then like they don't even think that that's a thing but like that was such a it was awesome it's rare to find that because it it's timing like you could be the most awesome band and you wouldn't necessarily have that you can still play great shows but having that like community is like right place right time everyone's the right age yeah you know right support system which i guess is the the best segment ever into our battle <laughs> at hamilton street so we played battle of the bands at hamilton street cafe in Boundbrook. yeah and we played there a lot and it was a lot of fun and we drew really well like considering it's like a half an hour ish from where we're from like yeah. we drew a lot of people there and like it kind of like toby's cousin dave like beef if you will rounded up the troops like hey guys marlo has a show on this day if they win they get to play, play. warp tour yeah they get to play warp <laughs> meanwhile tour. it's like playing nude on a shitty built tent at yeah, warp tour but, but again, still like it's, it's warp tour yeah so it's like hey we need to make sure that they're playing so we're like all right cool you know yeah so we go we play and i just vaguely remember like awesome set like yeah everybody's like dancing like we we really really kicked ass literally and then afterwards it's all kind of all kind of fuzzy luckily i wasn't involved in anything yeah me neither <laughs> but i just remember a huge fight breaking out turned into a riot almost yeah, like and- chairs were thrown people were stomped a lot of people that were there to see Marlo were kind of fighting with another band. And, like, yeah, we talked very highly, and, like, we had an awesome scene, but a lot of us were scumbags, too. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. just young kids, like, not up to the best things. And yeah, like, well, and I don't even think it is really – I mean, yeah. When it's all said and done, scumbags. But, like, when it's all – like, it was really the whole, like, brotherhood aspect – or brother and sisterhood or whatever that we talked about before where it's like, I think like, again, I vaguely remember, but I think it was like one of our supporters, like one of the guys that was like a a fan of ours, like may have gotten like hit in the pit or something like that, which just caused like a, Hey, you better watch yourself. And I think that whoever, they said that too was like, well, fuck you guys. Yeah. And then that was kind of like, well, hold on a second. Like it, it was, like I said, a lot of us, like I don't have a big close family. So like that kind of was my family for sure. You know, I think and for all of us, it was yeah. in a way. Yeah. So like when you punch 
let's just put it in that like if you punch my brother in the face and say fuck you I'm probably gonna be mad at you yeah like again thank god it wasn't me that like did anything or whatever but there were a lot of people that were like hey no one's gonna do that sort of stuff and get away with it yeah which uh <laughs> yeah no it, it didn't end well but fast forwarding to the end of that it was basically like Hey, like we were told we won. We won. They announced us as winners yeah, and then so, emailed us the next day. Yeah, and said like, hey, by the way, you don't win. You're disqualified. And the band that got beat up, they win now. Yeah, so it's whatever. I get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's you real know, life. Fast forward 12 years, I understand. I totally yeah, understand. I, I think I was pretty upset at the time. Oh, for sure, because I remember I, I was a kid. I was still going to summer camp. And I went to summer camp, oh and God. I was like, yeah, my band's playing Warp Tour. We won the battle at Hamilton Street, mm-hmm. which I think we legitimately won because we had a fan base, and we were good, and we drew. So it's like, you know, we yeah. really – I felt like we deserved it in a lot of ways. We worked hard at, like, yeah. making awesome music. And then we the won, next day to go We in, won uh, both battles is basically <laughs> what it comes out to. Yeah, we won, much. We won the musical battle, and apparently our – our fans or whatever yeah. however you want to see it they won the uh physical version i'll never forget escaping in the back of the bread van and you were driving and we just the cops pulled up and we just <laughs> got the fuck out yeah because like again i don't want this to be uh means to bring us in for any sort of questioning but like we really were not involved <laughs> yeah like yeah, yeah. we were not fighting we weren't like we were under the idea of like okay we just played a show dum dee dum dee dum and we're like <laughs> What the hell is going on over there? And there's like a big fight. I think didn't a window get broken? I yeah. think like a chair. Went someone went in, went something. into like a next door place to hide or something. I think someone threw a chair through the window. Yeah. In the front. So again, this wasn't like a kid slapped another kid in the face. This was it like really turned into a riot. Yeah, yeah. It turned like, really. Probably, bad. It was probably like twenty people involved. Yeah, and I remember like friends just being like, "Hey, you guys should get out of here." Yeah. And we're kind of like looking around, and we're like, you know what? I think so. Like, I think like it wasn't like our friend was getting stomped and we're like, all right, let's get out of here. Let's, let's hit the road. I think we were kind of like, Hey, let's not get involved in something that we're in reality, not really involved in. Yeah. And let's not get questioned What's the or point? anything yeah. stupid. We got banned from Hamilton Street, though. We weren't allowed yeah. to play there anymore. Yeah, that was it. That was our last <laughs> Hamilton Street show. And you know what happened to Hamilton Street yeah, show? They're, yeah. Since? They're yeah. gone. Yeah, we should have kept Marlo around. We were, we were uh, putting food on their plates. We would have stopped the flooding. Yeah. Yeah, we would have st- single-handedly stopped the flooding and... They yeah. still have stickers up in the parking lot too. That venue, really? that was all, the venue was awesome. Yeah, because I used yeah. to have to do bread deliveries over there, and I would like really? drive through it. Yeah. So is like that building still there? It's laundromat now. What? Yeah. Boundbrook just Boundbrook just floods. Like I like some yeah. of the restaurants I go into, I'd like be in the kitchen in the back, and you can see watermarks like almost up to the ceiling, what? like fucking like fifteen feet of water. So like, all right, here's here's like me being an asshole or something, but like. Dude, it's 2018. Why Why are we not making this town not flood anymore? Yeah, no, they should like, work I, on like it. Like, the technology's there. They should definitely you, work on it. You know what I mean? It. Like, yeah. it's not like, so like, geez, how are we going to make, like, we know how. We're yeah. just choosing not to at this yeah. point. Like, and I don't care. I'm not here to, like, pump my fist and be like, 
we need to overthrow. No, no, no. It's not yeah. anything stupid. But like, I feel like that's such like that's like hearing somebody got like smallpox. Yeah, it's like what are we like, doing? What? Like, yeah, polio. I'm pretty sure that's gone. <laughs> like, like a town flooding should be like polio at this point. Yeah. Like, no, I agree. It'd be nice if they stopped it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we'd probably still have Hamilton Street. Yeah, like there'd still be shows. Like you'd still have like Marlo Senior playing <laughs> with with. Love You Made the Butcher, and what was the name of, uh, it would have been a better joke if I just knew it, but what was uh, Ryan Healy's band? In oh, A Means to a Fall. Yeah, A Means to a Fall. <laughs> yeah. we, all three bands, we would all still be playing there right now. Yeah, right, still kicking it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which which leads me to the segue of uh, starting the venue in New Brunswick. I know, I I was know you gonna didn't say, bring it up I was going to say it as a joke. Damn it. Can't escape. But, but you know what? I know why there aren't venues now. Why? I get it. Because every, like, if someone is in, like, a Wendy's and someone, like, slams a purse into their side, they, like, sue a Wendy's. Yeah. So, like, of course, if you're going to have a venue, somebody's going to, like, swing their arm. And guess what? Like, do I want to take that financial risk? Absolutely not. Yeah. Like, it almost seems like, and I'm sure it wasn't the case, but it seemed like it in, like, 2006 you could have a venue a kid gets kicked in the face and he goes like well i probably shouldn't have been standing there and then he just goes on with his day where now it's just like you sue for everything like who the hell wants to put up with the internet now too you can have a camera on all the time exactly like Like it's 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 a nightmare like why would like the fact that there even are venues blows my mind (laughs) Because who the, who's the idiot that's taking that financial risk right yeah. now? And I know, like, there's someone right now, like, how dare you say I'm an idiot? I'm a, like, no. Well, there's not a lot to gain either. There's zero to gain. <laughs> yeah. Zero. Maybe if you're lucky, you make, like, 40000 no a year. Way. No like, not e- like, No, not even close. Like, yeah, no, yeah. you have to be, no, like, a might. sizable. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the guy at the court tower made. They're not doing shows anymore. I yeah. mean, like, Zero. I, I know That's people. <laughs> I know people who do venues in Jersey. And like, yeah, this isn't my job. I just do this for fun as a hobby. And it's yeah. like important venues in New Jersey yeah. that just are doing it out of passion. Yeah, because like, they like that's really what it has to be. Like, you have to do it because you love doing it. Yeah, and you're just not like you're not. You're never gonna make like a ton of money no you're doing the wrong thing then yeah you know like you really have to do it because you love it and you want a scene to come out of it or whatever the case is but like i don't even know like financially can it support itself like not really like to do like an all ages venue is like impossible no yeah unless it's huge like starland and then you get bands that draw yeah but like how like how much is starland really bringing in I'm guessing Honestly, a lot. Really? I would guess. I mean, it's like a 3,000 cap room. Like, I'm I'm just saying, like, I'm being very ignorant and asking. Like, I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't like, know. I went to see, the last show I went there was Saves a Day, did Through Being Cool 15 years later or yeah. something. It was like 2014. Yeah. And they played, like, from beginning to end, Through Being Cool. That's awesome. And, like, I think a bunch of other bands played, too. But it was like, that was the last time I was there. It was packed. But, like... I don't know, like how much, like how much goes into like the overhead for everything that's involved. Like, yeah, I, can't I, I don't think I'll ever know because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, think no, I'll no. ever be on that side no, of music. No, 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 but no, it's no, interesting. No. I definitely think about stuff like that. Yeah, because like I don't know, like it blows my mind how like I'm so far outside of it now 
that it's like for me to even like think of it, I'm like, well, I don't know. Let's just check their MySpace. Like, what? That's <laughs> yeah. not a thing anymore. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. like, like I think in such like a prehistoric way now, but yeah. it's like, I honestly like, so something came up with a band, like just in general, it was like, Oh, so-and-so. And I was like, cool. I want to see like where they're playing. And I'm like, what the fuck do i go to find out where the like i genuinely I don't, don't know. know i still don't know the i answer. use instagram because like they probably posted a tour flyer soon but that's not yeah, always reliable yeah they didn't so yeah. i'm like are they just not playing are they like i feel like the nice thing about myspace was it listed the shows right on yeah the it had it all there and i'm sure there's some like stupid website that I exists. think on Facebook you can, but it's like not a hundred percent. I don't know. It's stupid. Yeah. It's harder now. Yeah. Like, I, like I genuine, like I'm out and I figure that I'm like more in the majority where like, I feel like most people that would maybe be open to like seeing bands or seeking music or whatever, like just don't know where to go. Like yeah. you kind of have to like stumble into it. And even That's like true. the show I told you, um, where I saw you when we saw sunstroke and sick shit and stuff like I, I reach out to you and I'm like, Hey Joe, do you know where this venue is? Cause you can't even list where the basement show yeah, is. And they have to DM them. They have to like, make sure you're not a cop. Yeah. Like, and Joe's clearly a cop. So they already <laughs> missed on that one. Yeah, it's but hard. it's like, I didn't even know. And it was like, I'm seeing this band. I'm going to this show. I need to find out how I'm getting there. And yeah. like, it was almost impossible to yeah. find out. Yeah. It's tricky. Definitely. But there, there was still a good turnout. There was still was cool like, show. it was, it was cool, but it's like, where is the kid that's stupid like me? That's like, hey, I want to find new music. Like, where are they just going to like, I don't know, just going to random shows at like a big venue like Starland and then just Maybe. like kind yeah. of stumbling across. It's hard it to say. I would say you get a better experience going to a basement show, but some people oh, won't do sure. it. Some people are against it. Like I talked to someone. I went to see Thursday play War all the time at, oh, cool. at, at the lanes and, um, some guy's wearing an English shirt. I'm like, dude, that's sick. Thanks so much. He's like, yeah, I'm actually from Buffalo. I drove down here. And I was like, oh, we just played in Buffalo a month ago at like a basement. And he was like, yeah, I don't really go to basement shows. They're kind of weird in Buffalo. Huh. And I was like, honestly, we got some weird vibes in the yeah, basement yeah. show. And he's like, yeah, you're better off trying to venue. But it was like, damn, that kid is like a fan of our band and like didn't get to see us when we were in Buffalo. And we only probably go to Buffalo once a year at most. We don't yeah. tour a lot, that band. So it's like, it just sucked. Like, yeah, like there isn't. Like I feel, and again, this might exist and I'm just not, not in the loop and whatever, but like, I feel like there isn't like, like it used to be like, Hey, this VFW, there's a show next week. This VFW, this Knights of Columbus, there's yeah. a show. Like there's there used to be so many things like that where like those places just aren't renting out anymore. Or yeah. I don't know. I think we're aged out a little because there probably are scenes where you can find a show twice a month. Yeah. But for us, it's more like there's an important show once every two or three months where it's yeah. like everyone kind of reunites. The only thing I've seen recently, and I say recently, but probably within the last like two years or something, is like Asbury has some stuff. So they've had like at the Asbury Park Brewery. Yeah. They have shows there a lot. They do a lot. And Aftermath Collective does a lot there. And they kind of yeah. just feel like in community, like with a lot of bands. Yeah. No. So like there's that. And then there's uh, the Yacht Club down there does some shows. Yeah. And so like it seems like there's like a pretty decent venue based show. Yeah. Totally. Down there. But like, they used it to their advantage. And yeah. it's awesome. Like yeah. incorporates to their bars or hotels or whatever. And they use like the history of Asbury. Yep. 
and it's fucking great. Yeah. yeah. And like my my brother in law runs the Asbury Park flea market and he's been doing like a show as a part of it and everything like that. And the most recent one that he did, he did so he does like a show during the actual flea market and then he does like an after party type show and that was at the brewery too. Yeah. And he's like, dude, it's awesome. Like super easy at you know there are a bunch of bands that just want to play a show and i just throw yeah. this one on that one on and there's like a really good scene down there even like i think what is it bond street or yeah. whatever the bar down there they throw i was like there a, recently and they had a band in the basement yeah yeah and they even do like some like outside like fest type thing oh nice yeah. and like it seems like it's really thriving down there which again like i'm kind of ignorant to it like i'm barely kind of sort of involved like going to see bands and stuff there but like i feel like in like the central jersey area there really isn't that it seems like maybe it's new brunswick basement shows but i'm just not cool enough to it's different yeah because you can't rely on stuff when it's not public like that it'll always be its own thing and it's fucking awesome but it's it can't be what asbury is yeah like i remember playing like new brunswick basement shows myself and they were awesome yeah like you're playing or you play in like someone's backyard in new brunswick and you're like all right cool you got everybody's got to be done by 10 o'clock all right let's go and you're like oh okay yeah i don't know it's different definitely yeah. yeah no and it's interesting to see where like the scene itself has gone and now how it's like at a seems like a smaller scale but a better more intimate scale if that makes sense yeah, yeah. it's it's definitely more intimate in a lot of ways um i think it's more person it's not more personal you can see more of it online too yeah. it's different i guess before it was like you had to go to a show to socialize with people even yeah. when there was myspace like facebook's more like you can directly talk to people. So, yeah, no, like I remember like just going to shows and like being an asshole and not watching some bands and just like hanging out outside with like our friends. Yeah. You know, like it would be like Danny Kushner in a whoopee cushion costume, (laughs) like walking around. They're like just people doing like silly stuff and just like acting like idiots. And then you're like, oh, shit, I'm not back from Wawa yet, and we're supposed to go on in five minutes. Whoops. <laughs> you know, like, that That happened, like, a bunch of times where it's just, like, people just blatantly loitering and just yeah. hanging out at places. Well, yeah, and just, like, for sure. That was a lot of hanging out yeah. in a parking lot. Dude, remember we used to just drive around and, like, listening to Dead to Fall? Yeah. And right before, like, <laughs> the breakdown and Bastard Set of Dreams, like, you just put it in park and we just moshed on someone's front oh, yard. Oh, yeah, that, that was, like, the original, like, like vine before vines were a thing and <laughs> now like it's a van stops a big cargo van stops like six <laughs> kids jump out of the back <laughs> like everyone's just scary kids yeah. like really horrifying windmilling kids. like <laughs> so just stupid. like stop them like adam station just like yeah like oh yeah that was forgot <laughs> about that completely like i remember it's like hey man take a look at this video and i don't even know like what did they record on? Was it camera, like phones? I guess camera then? phones, yeah. Like, I don't flip even... phones with cameras? Yeah, like, I don't even remember. It's like, hey, look at this. And it's like some pixelated thing. And you're like, oh, cool. What is that? It's like, that's Marky spin kicking in the middle of a red light. Like, what? <laughs> what the hell is going on, man? And it was just like, that was a thing. Like, people going to, like, a parking lot and just, like, moshing the bastard set of dreams. Yeah, whatever it was. And that, like, that just doesn't seem like it exists now I don't, yeah i don't know we gotta we should actively try to find stuff like that yeah because like i'm i'm interested it's funny like i keep joking around um like with zach 
from uh, The Matter Of, I think. He was also in Bears and Bright Lights. Oh, and, Zach West. Yeah, yeah, Zach West. I, w- I wasn't sure. I don't know. I yeah. don't want to be like, you know, Zach West. But, like, yeah. so we're, I was saying how, like, because I told him, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to do a pod with Joe and blah, blah, blah. And I kept, like, joking around. I was like, I can go on there and, like, see if I can start, like, a pro-establishment hardcore band. Like, see if it fits. See if someone's <laughs> like, follow the rules. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, see if we get that going. I was like, I don't think there are going to be any band members but myself. But we'll see if we can make it happen. Like, that's been, like, maybe that's a scene. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's why we don't hear about it is that's the big scene and we're just so we're far missing out. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. stay between the lines. Yeah. <laughs> Go the speed limit. <laughs> like something stupid like that. I'm like, a good boy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like that. Like, I don't know. Like, it'd be cool to just like do something like that or who cares? Like you and I are talking about how like they're you just try to have fun. Yeah. You know, like there's something that's so much fun about just playing music, going to shows, hanging out. Yeah, what are you going to do? Stay in and sit on, like, watch Netflix? Like yeah, that. that's what I do, actually. I enjoy it. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, but, like, there's definitely, like... I'm very anti, like, all that shit. I'm the worst, though, because, like, people give me shit, like, dude, I'm just watching a show. Like, I can't yeah. watch a show. I just, like, get anxious, like, watching stuff. Yeah, no, like, I, I'm totally... I speak out of both sides of my mouth because I'm like, ah, go out and make music and hang out with friends. And then like a friend of mine will text me at like eight o'clock. Like, Hey man, you trying to go out? And I'm like, Nope. That's the sure not doing yeah, that. Like you feel it. Like we're old yeah. now. You feel it. Yeah. Cause I'm a hundred years old, <laughs> almost 98. And oh, like, shit. I just, it's so much effort. It, it feels like, and that's like the shittiest thing to say. Like, I have such really good friends that are probably like giving up on me at this point. Like they're just like doing their own thing, yeah. hanging out, doing whatever. And I'm like, man, how come I'm not invited? I'm like, Oh yeah. Cause I suck. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't go out. Like I tell them no all the time. Yeah. So, and I'm cool with that to an extent, but I want it when it's convenient to me. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> plan, plan, plan your weekends, plan your weekends. If yeah. there's ever a show you want to go to, or if there's anything I think you'll dig. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll keep yeah, in touch. Yeah, no, look at look at us. We're gonna we're gonna be going to shows. We're gonna be two dads fun, with yeah. their kids. <laughs> They'll be like, "Oh, whose dad is that?" The punk hardcore scene is a lot of older heads, which is cool. Yeah, I did notice that. I went to a handful of shows within the last few years, but I realized that like a lot of it is like guys who are my same age, guys or girls. Sorry, guys or because gr- it is you. guys or girls. It, it is. You yeah. know, I see. I say guys as a general. Thing. I know. I literally had a class of all girls today, and I said, guys, it's more on measure yeah. two. Like, yeah, because it doesn't mean guys. It yeah. means like y'all, but we're yeah. but we're better educated, so we don't <laughs> say y'all. But like, yeah, you know, like a lot of the people that are at these things are our age and they're there because like especially like if you go to like any of these like bands that have been around for a while or anything like that like you go there and not all of it's as sad as that reunion misfits show at like the prudential center with like that looked really really sad i didn't see videos of it so like of them playing they were fine music like glenn danzig's good like the guys on the misfits are good like Oh yeah, they're terrible. No, they're not. No, like it's they're not, good at yeah. what they do, um, but like everyone in the crowd was like sixty, <laughs> and it was like like I had good friends of mine that went, and like they're they're cool. Like they're they're my age, which is a great 
spry young age yeah and they're like at the show doing whatever but then like you see like in the background you see like a 60 year old man with like the misfit lock wearing like a leather vest and you're like what is going on <laughs> like i give them credit but like what is going yeah. on but like like i said i went to like that saves a day show and it was just like bunch of dudes like me that like need to lose 20 pounds wearing like their coolest like band shirt that they have which isn't cool anymore <laughs> and they're like with a beard like kind of just drinking a beer like soaking it in yeah. like i i like that that's the vibe that the lanes gave me when i was yeah. there and granted it was a thursday tenure but it seems like a lot of the bills they were doing is that it's like people who were like active or like people who like music that aren't like necessarily going to a lot of like local stuff but we'll see bigger bands that can fill yeah. that room which is fine you yeah know? yeah the land i mean again there's asbury just playing the hits like yeah. they're that's a really really good scene in general like it's so cool like chris and i go down there a hundred well now that we're back in new jersey it's going to be a lot more but like we go down there a lot my brother-in-law has a house down there and we'll just like go walk the boardwalk or we'll go get like a beer or some food or whatever. Yeah. And there's like, we, we actually got married down there. Like there's like a great scene in general down there where it's like, Hey, I kind of like being part of something there. And I also like kind of being anonymous as like stupid as that sounds. Like I hate being somewhere and be like, Hey, we went to middle school together. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to be friends He's with you so now. <laughs> I don't want to be friends with you then. Like, you go down there, like, I don't know anybody in Asbury right now. Yeah. And it's yeah. kind of cool. Like, yeah. Like, not that I'm Mr. It. Popular, but you know what I mean. Like, no, I don't have to worry about, it. like, running into someone stupid. Yeah. So, yeah. It's but, more rare. Yeah, no, it's cool down there. And I want to, like, again, now that we're, like, living back in New Jersey, to be able to, like, go to shows down there. And I joined a... What is it? A Facebook group called Asbury Punks? Nice. Or Punk or something like yeah. that. I know I'm not cool and like people are probably like leaving it right now because <laughs> I joined. But it like I noticed within the last like two days or something like that that they're posting shows. Yeah. Like all the time. And I'm like, who the hell is this band? Because I don't like I used to at least know like one band. Like, yeah. oh, okay, that's so and so. Who are these other guys? Now I'm like, a lot of new bands. Yeah, it could just be a lot be of all Jersey Shore, like punk hardcore bands too, which yeah. is cool. There's a show at the Brewery actually December 22nd. I'm thinking of going to. Who's, but like, who's playing? School that? Drugs and Stag Party. School oh, Drugs, cool. like I've had Josh on here, but he, he's like a friend mm -hmm. of ours, and yeah. they're like a like kind of like 80s like Dead Kennedy style like punk cool. hardcore band, but cool. they're fun. So. Yeah, that and again like super easy place to get to and you could just go there and yeah watch music so yeah it's cool to be back yeah yeah, yeah. No, totally dude yeah yeah let's let's wrap this fella up i gotta uh, i gotta finish the comp Actually, yeah I and i even i even joked around with how long this would be this is two hours yeah i think this is the longest one i've done well, i mean we had a lot of catching up to do yeah, so. yeah and to be fair we saved people that are man I, you're not still listening but if you're still <laughs> listening like we talked for like what like 40 minutes in the car like prior to this like we had to go of course joe didn't have a piece uh, for yeah his... i'm not as well put together as i seem everyone <laughs> okay i'm trying my best i don't know i don't know who seems who, who thinks <laughs> that he's well put together but if you That's do you need to seek some serious help because <laughs> it is joe scal i mean uh, fake guy that's right that's uh, right but yeah, no, we, we talked for a while and this is really cool and 
I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll do a recap when I go to a few more shows. And I come in, I'm like, hey, man, let me tell you all about the scene nowadays. But yeah. I, I don't know. Well, we could do a whole other of just like of tour stories, too. Yeah. Like I still want to know that Grey Line's tour story that you – I don't even remember, like a, ch- a church in uh, – Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure, we could do that another we'll, time. We'll do it another something. time. Yeah, 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 okay. I mean, because two hours—that's good. That's, that's good. It. People are tapping out. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're done. <laughs> the only one that's gonna listen this long is gonna be me. As I was to it, I'm like, God, my voice is. Woo. We'll, we'll put some slap delay on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool, cool, dude. Thanks well, for thanks for coming on, Ernie. Hey, anytime, Joe. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah. Keep we'll keep listening to these. All right, bye.